Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild, your destination for an unfiltered look at conservation. Now, let's get wild. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild. Today is episode 6, Talking Spring Turkey. Uh, Talon and I, on today's episode, will be talking about a little bit of spring turkey. figure this is uh, pretty perfect timing for a lot of people. I know a lot of states have already opened up the turkey season. We've already seen through social media some real nice birds hitting the ground, which is great to see. Unfortunately for us, we still have another couple weeks before turkey season opens up on the last Saturday of April. So we start talking about a little bit of our tactics, uh, what we plan on doing this year, uh, some calls that we uh, will be using, and just overall some stories about turkey hunting because uh, we could really talk for hours about this. It was actually hard to uh, sort of parge this down uh, to a manageable episode, but uh, this is definitely something that we enjoy doing, even though I haven't been doing it for a, a lot of years, as you'll hear in the episode. It's something that is uh, very exciting whenever you hear that first gobble of the year, really every gobble that you hear. So strap in and get ready for what we think is a great episode of basically us just uh, having a little BS session about turkey. All right, hey Talon, how are you doing today? I'm good, good, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Welcome. Glad everyone's back and yeah. you know recording in the middle of our conversation again. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be every time that we're talking now. Yeah, I don't mind the trance. It makes for a weird transition, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's not in this room doesn't no, really think about they're it. They're gonna but, think uh, something weird's going. On. Yeah, in this room, it's uh, it's definitely a little bit weird. Uh, so today, big topic is uh, spring turkey. There's a lot of Dude, I'm getting pumped. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of states that have already opened already know, by the time that, that we're even talking about this. But uh, for us, we still have a couple more weeks left to go. Yeah, what is it this year? April uh, 20... So the statewide open is the 20, April 27th. 27th. Uh, now, of course, this doesn't affect us, but the youth season opens up on I April, have a youth. April 20th. I have a youth. <laughs> Can you shoot a shotgun yet? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm using that for my advantage this weekend. I know we're talking turkey, but I'm taking on trout fishing this weekend. Are you? Over. Youth Are Opener you? Saturday. So That's awesome. Taking. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so we'll see. That's we'll see awesome. how that goes. But yeah, that'd be anyway, well, I do, do diverted have, away. Do you have one of them little... Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah, pole. Nice. Spider-Man fishing nice. pole. That's, that's <laughs> always a, a good entrance. Into yeah. It. It's amazing how well those poles actually hold up the fish. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm planning on... There's a, there's a park. Yeah, Deer Lakes Park. Yeah. They yeah. have three ponds there. And they have like a playground too that's like right next to one of the ponds. So like I can take them if we're not catching any fish. I'm just going some slides and yeah, and enjoy it. Just well, enjoy. Even, I want fun right and fishing right to be going together. Yeah, even you know just take a break and then hey go back fishing again if he wants exactly. to do that. Yeah, that sounds that's a great plan. Yeah, uh, they've been stocking for almost a month now. So yeah, I think the last I think they're done stocking there for. Uh, another couple of weeks but they're they're stocked up ready to go now that's good anyway i diverted from our turkey no that's talk. all right no that's <laughs> fine you got a youth okay yeah youth i got outside. a youth <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that youth opener on the 20th and then the following week on the 27th that's the big day for us yeah um so you know what uh what's your plan 
Uh, uh, let, let's just say real quick for everyone listening, uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, we're only allowed to hunt until noon. The first part of the year. The first part of the year yeah. uh, for turkey. So let's start with that first. So like, what what is what is the plan? What what is your typical morning like when you're getting ready to do that spring turkey? Well, the last few years, because I, I, while I was coaching, I've been hunting the first day at the farm uh, behind the house, and um, so that's where I've been hunting the first day. And now that I'm done coaching, I'm still doing it because. I got birds all over the place there. It's always a decently exciting day. I think three out of the last four years, I think I shot a bird on the first day there. That's pretty good. I think that's where it was. I could be wrong, maybe three out of the last five. But anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But I do the same, like the same routine, like Friday night. And now it's a lot more fun because last year I took my kid. Uh, Friday night we put him to bed. We sit on the one hill on the farm and you can see the road you can see the adjacent field and then you can hear the woods behind you it's kind of like a good like point where you can hear three different places and wherever they go Friday night is where I plan to hunt Saturday morning depending on what part of the farm that they that they uh, that they open up on Friday so where yeah so when you're talking open it up that's you're hearing the gobbles yeah but what are you doing to try to locate them on Friday? Yeah, on Friday. On Friday, I just we just listen. You just listen? Yeah. Just for just, any sort of rogue gobbles or anything? Yeah, because like they, I shouldn't say always, but a lot of the times um, when they're going to bed, you know, they're like, turkey, they're a lot like people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're vocal, they talk to each other they a lot. They want to know where everyone is before they go to bed. Exactly. So as they're going to roost for the night, you know, you'll hear hens clucking and you'll hear gobbles go off because they're kind of setting up the next day too. Right. You know, so they want to be sure where is everybody right now? They go to bed, they know where everybody's at, okay? And then morning comes, where is everybody? And then they go from there. Yeah, you so that's usually my Friday night routine is we'll go and we sit until dark. And now with my kid, he'll be able to run around in the field and play and whatever. And he's he's getting really good. Like we were at the uh, park yesterday and he's going down the slides. He goes down the slide, he's having fun, right? And then a woodpecker goes mm. off, you know? And he stops and he goes, heard sound. <laughs> I'm like oh yeah what'd you hear he said woodpecker you know all excited I'm like, yeah so I'm like you are, he's gonna lose his mind whenever he hears oh, a turkey yeah. for the first uh, time I lose my mind yeah <laughs> so I can only imagine that's our Friday that's the Friday plan normally as I set up Friday night and, and listen and scout for him uh, the night before when I go hunt Saturday I've been scouting the farm now okay well, you gotta start right now that's the big thing I think like the biggest thing turkey I'm, I'm not even that good at it mm -hmm. but you got to put the time in to know where the birds are and you got to know where they're going what they're doing where they're eating like I read an article one guy said it perfect he goes if I ask you randomly we're talking in the middle of the day where are the turkey at right now you should be able to tell me where they're at mm. uh, honestly it's a lot like deer hunting you yeah. know with the scouting and, and things like that then that's where uh, it's a little bit more difficult for me because I do, for at least for me, my turkey hunting's up the up the cabin. Yeah, and it's a little harder to, to scout. Well, you can you can be scouting up there too. Mm -hmm. Like scouting's not just necessarily going out and listening, uh, and visually seeing and, and all that stuff. Like scouting's looking for what they're eating. I mean, like mm -hmm. dead giveaways, those turkey scratchings when you're deer hunting. So we found a lot of good turkey spots up at camp, especially in the national forest, where who right. knows where you can go. We find a lot of great spots deer hunting. You know, you're putting on deer drives, and it's like, hey, I found a 
bunch of turkey scratchings, you know, over past them pines or whatever, you know, you describe where stuff is right. in the middle yeah. of the woods, you know. Yeah. And uh, we found a lot of good turkey places just by deer hunting. Yeah. Because you keep an eye out for that. They don't go away. My wife thought they migrated, by the way, when we first started. Really? Okay. Yeah. She's 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 the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah. She asked me where turkey went for the winter. I mean, if you don't see them, I guess I can see them. It was when we first started dating, so she knows they're still yeah. here now. Right. So she didn't know. She's not, you know, the outdoor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know exactly what what you're, what you're talking about. No, it gets better. She didn't know they flew. <laughs> she thought they were like chickens that just ran around. <laughs> just ran around all over the place. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I know. I'm not going to say anything. I know. And I'm, glad, I'm, she my, I'm, I'm glad she doesn't listen to this yeah, podcast. I'm going to get myself like in, she, in trouble. Someone's going to say something yeah. to someone, and that's not I don't have to worry about it. My wife's never going to hear this. She's not going <laughs> to listen to it. But yeah, she thought that they were like chickens and didn't fly and migrated south. So then I asked her, I go, you mean they walk south from <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So that's what I'm working with. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. But... Because of that, like you can scout during deer season. Like I'm gonna try. So let's say I don't, I don't go like the, the place I always go on the farm the first day. I'm gonna try the next farm over. Uh, we were deer hunting and I found a spot that had a lot of turkey tracks uh, in flintlock season. So if I don't have any luck there, I might try. Yeah, I might try that later. But that's usually like my first day, first week, as I stick around home, stick around the farm because uh, there's a lot of action uh, then, but then it dies out really quick mm -hmm. because you know how our areas around here, they're just all these little pockets of woods yep. and they get pressured really fast. Yeah. So they shut up really fast down yep. here. Um, so after that, I'll head to camp. So do you set up in the field then, or like on a field edge or do you try to tuck back in the woods? It depends, it depends man. Turkey's crazy, like anybody yeah. that, anybody that hunt or hunts turkey or whatever is like they'll tell you it's, you don't know you're right you don't know right you, you can watch you can sit there and you know i used to be real like crazy about it like knew everything about every bird you know i could tell you and i had them patterned every day for three weeks before the <laughs> season i know they're coming right here at 8 30 in the morning i'm not even nope and then, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So they just it's you never know you never know with them they're very that's what makes it fun. I love turkey hunting. It's a blast. Yeah, I've I've had a good time with it. I haven't gotten. But I also yet. hate turkey hunting. Yeah, that's that's turkey hunting sucks too. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I where up at our cabin, it's there's not there's one big field uh, that yeah. I would love to sort of set up on because I know that's they roost on our property and they like to fly down in that field. But the problem is they don't have access to that yeah. that field. So um, my typical plan and, and i'm gonna try for it again this year is to set up in the sort of almost in the middle not quite in the middle between them the where they're roosting and the field to try cut to them catch off. them try to cut them off sort of in on the way uh, and then after that we have a couple openings on our property uh sort of small fields large food yeah. plot type deals um that i'll set in sort of you know middle of the at morning type deal right. whenever they then come back up uh, to where we are so we'll try um, last year my, my first the, the very first morning it was gonna set up pretty much perfect uh, I had a bird responding to me in the roost and everything and then 
guy walked right underneath the tree. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, he was roosted in a tree that was right on the property line. Guy walked underneath it, busted him out before it was even light, and that was sort of it for the, the morning for me. But um, we get some birds that come across the road from us a couple times, you know, uh -huh. things like that. So it's just a matter of getting in the right spot uh, to be able to, to get a shot you know type thing we know we can get them on our property it's just they're tough man. they're good <laughs> they're, we like they're tough one of the things that like my family when we're up there we like we hunt in pairs a lot okay um and that helps because especially the older birds like they always seem to like hang up mm -hmm. like 60 ish or more yards away from you you know you can call and you'll see them come in and they're just just out of range you know they're smart they've yep. done work before you know, they've, they've seen people, they've probably been shot at, you know, um, they're smart, so they hang out. But if we do two people, like somebody will sit, you know, 15, 20 yards behind the other person, because turkey are amazing. Like they, you can make one call at one spot, they know exactly where, they will walk right to that spot that you call. So if you're 15, 20 yards behind the other person, now that bird's gonna hang up at 60 yards from you but they're 40 yards from, from the other person. They can, depending on what they're shooting, they can get shot, you know, at that bird. So we do that one a good bit. Um, last year, my cousin missed one doing that. I took him out, he's 18 today. Oh. Yeah, how about that? Oh, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I took him out last year and set up and we had these birds, they were just hung up, we couldn't, we couldn't get on them. We had, uh, there were two Jakes and there was a Tom and they were going to meet each other. And then when they all met, I think it was the time for the Jakes. If, it, if that Tom wasn't around, I think the Jakes would have came in, you know, and he would have taken the Jake, it was his first turkey. Um, I think they would have came in, but they met up with that Tom and he kind of kept them back. So we tried, they would come in and then they would do this like loop around us, right? So. When they came in, as soon as they went away out of view, I was like, come on, let's go. We get up and we run to like cut them off in the loop and it almost worked. Like we set up, we sat down, I'm like, all right, be ready. And they came walking, but it was like 40 to 45 yards. Yeah, it's a little far. It was a little far for him. You know, we could see him going through and I'm looking, I'm like, you see it? He's like, yeah, you know, the whole deal. And it just, it happened too quick right. to even like contemplate taking that mm -hmm. shot for him. So we're like, all right. So then I kept him there. I'm like, all right, we're gonna try something else. And I just took off, went back and I set up like even further. I was like 50 yards behind him and started calling. And I'm just like waiting. I'm like, I'm gonna come up in like 10 minutes because these, they're they very active. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I don't hear you shoot in like 10 minutes, then, then they saw me run away. So I got up and set up and you gotta be careful in PA, you can't walk and call. Right. You know, right. so I get up, I got back as fast as I could sat up and started calling and he missed. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah. that, you know. It was, it was an exciting morning. That's our guy. We didn't hear him right away, you know, like this is like one of his first times because he plays baseball. So he's always playing on Saturdays. So he doesn't really, hadn't really turkey hunted yet. And so he's like kind of, doesn't know what to expect. You know, he thinks you're gonna hear gobbles right first thing at light. Cause that's what we told him. As soon right. as the sun comes up, it's gonna gobble. But we're sitting there. You don't hear anything. He kind of looks over like, oh, you know, it's like got that disappointed. I'm like, well, it's time to go to work now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we get up and start walking a ridge. I didn't walk the ridge five minutes and, you know, I stop and call. And as soon as I called, they boom, 
blew up right there. So we set up and it was like two and a half hours of fun. Yeah. For okay. me. Because yeah, I already right. had one, I already had a turkey, <laughs> and I didn't miss. Right. So it yeah. was fun for me. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I was in the same boat as your cousin. I mean, I played yeah. baseball all through high school and college, and then coached for five years after that. So, so you're just getting into it now. Yeah, I've really yeah. only been serious turkey hunting for maybe five years now. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's difficult, you know. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're just trying to figure out where they are, how to get them there. Uh, that kind of thing, and, and I've, I've been extremely close a couple times, uh, just not quite yeah. able to get them, you know, right where I need to be. I mean, I had a I had a tom at 60 yards, you know, a nice long beard, 60 yards, same deal, hung up, but the yeah. Jake that was with him came right to me, seven yards, but I was set up in some brush, and he came in sort of to my right, and I just, I didn't have a clear shot, so I tried to jump up to take the shot, and by, I mean, yeah. By the time I brought the gun up, he was already like eight yards away. Yeah. Those things are so fast. I know. Um, you know, it, but it, it was definitely a learning experience. I mean, the way I had set up, it was it was on a downhill slope, and the slope was sort of running from my right to my left. So he came in above the decoys that I was using. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, made sense. He's going to come in on my right hand side, but I wasn't set up for that. So, you know, just. Little things like that, you know, that well, where it comes to deer hunting that I've been doing virtually every year since I was 12, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years now. And, you know, those kind of little mistakes don't happen. There are so many little mistakes. But there's, uh, there's, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's just still that I, I'm still basically in the very beginning of learning how all that stuff yeah. works. So what kind of call do you use? This is a good time to take a quick break and mention one of our partners, SOS Gear. As you know, SOS Gear is a small business out of Montana who specializes in paracord products. Today, I want to highlight the rifle slings Chelsea makes. These things are tough. Available in 32 to 48 inch lengths, these slings are made to last. They come with Uncle Mike swivel attachments, which are also known for their durability. There are a wide range of colors to pick from, so you can make your own statement. Check out all the products she's made over at her Instagram, SOSGearMT, or her Twitter, at SOSGearMT. You can order a rifle sling of your own at SOSGearMT.com. That's SOSGearMT.com. I kind of use them all. Okay. It all depends on the day. Like, you know, some, like, really windy, loud days, like, you know, they say, you know, they... They, they say like a box call can cut through that mm -hmm. and get the distance that you want, you know. So if you're having, in, or if you're having a slow day, box call can, you know, reach a little further. They say, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's what I do. You know, I use the box call to reach out and get them. Um, when I'm walking around and setting up to locate, I like my slate call. I got a, yeah. I got a Primos slate call. Not like promoting Primos or anything. No, I but that's good stuff. That's just the one. I like, like I, right. I have a sweet spot on it that yeah. I know what it sounds right. And then uh, most of the time, whenever like I'm set up and I'm working a bird, I'm using a mouth call. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. that's probably like that's my favorite one is my mouth call, and that's one I'm probably the best with. I, I'm not great at a mouth call, but uh, I use a slate call, same deal, Primos, and I was the guy in Cabela's 
with all the calls. I did. With, with, with my I wife did. standing behind me, like, are you done yet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, making noise and having little kids like walk by gobbling to me and yeah. stuff. Uh, until, I and I, I used all of them that they had displayed until and that's I found one that I liked. Like places like that, like Cabela's is a good spot because everybody does that. Right. So they're nice and broken. Right, so like exactly. you know where you're headed right. with them. You right. know, because sometimes like, yeah, they sound great when you first get them. But then, as time wears on, they're not yep. they're not awesome. So that's yep. a good. Yeah. So I, I use my sleep call pretty much exclusively. Uh, the only yeah. time I I'll switch to a mouth call whenever I feel like they're starting to get close, just because yeah. you don't have any movement. You got to be good at a mouth call because yeah. Once they get it, you can't move. Right. You can't budge. Right. And I also use it quite a bit if it's raining. Like last year, yeah. it rained. I think three of the first four weeks that I got out yeah. a spring turkey hunt, and you know. Slate calls don't work when they're wet, mm -hmm. so trying to keep that thing dry and it's, I don't even get it out unless yeah. you know the rain stops. So um, I, I use the mouth call now. I will say one of the, one of the hardest lessons I've learned so far, and I don't even know if I'm right, but uh, something that I'm going to really take take to heart this year is once I feel like that bird's coming in towards me, I'm not going to call anymore. You don't, you don't necessarily need to. I'm done yeah. because I know for a fact that at least three different times I've overcalled the bird. Yeah. And it's easy to I would rather them walk away because I didn't call enough than feel like I screwed up because I called too much. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, my buddy that I take out every mm -hmm. once in a while, that's what he's trying to learn how to turkey hunt. He would go out on his own, you know, and every once in a while he'd be like, we'd be able to meet up and go. And last year I got him a shot and he missed. And he's like, he's like, every time you learn something new, I'm like, dude, I'm not even the best. So like, don't take anything right. like for right. me. He's like, well, you know, just like, but it's all experiences, yes. you know, like you learn experiences. So even just telling stories like this, like yep. just cause I did it one way isn't necessarily the right way. But he goes, oh man, I'm calling way too much. He's like, I call way too much. He's like, you didn't even call at all. I'm like, well, I did, but you know, they were roosted. I gave a soft yelp to let them know I was there. And you heard him 15 minutes later fly down and he lost his mind, came right into us, right. you know. You don't have to. They know yeah. where you're at. Right. As soon as you call just, one time, it, they know. It, but it's so hard because it's so fun to call and hear him gobble. Yeah. And you call <laughs> and you hear him gobble. It's like, that's fun. Uh, but that's not think necessarily about it like helping it. Think about it like this. All right. We were both college guys. All right. Yeah. Guys aren't allowed to be college guys anymore. But we were both college guys, we're right? Went women playing a little hard to get. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's when you were most drawn into it. It's the same thing. Yep. It's it's this, like if you think of it like that, that's what you're doing. Yep. You know, so if you're like, think about like, you know, the typical college girl, but you, they get annoying after a while, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing when you're over call. Oh, yeah. You're getting oh, annoying yeah. after a while. Right. Well, why go into something that's easy, you know? Right. Put your effort in something a little harder. I know that's there. I can come back anytime I want. Yeah. There I mean, you go. That, that's I can understand the turkey thing. <laughs> it's it's kind yeah. of the way it's kind of the way to at least that's the way I picture it. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably gonna get hashtag me too. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, or whatever it's called. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But no, there's definitely that's something not, to be like, said that's for the idea of it. Some you know, guys like a challenge. You know, yeah. and that's a male turkey. I can't imagine it's a whole lot. Yeah. A whole lot different. I, you know, the sort of give them those human qualities, but. Yeah. But it's, but it's similar. We're all like, they yeah. got that primal nature. Well, and like last year, like, so like that thing, I called one time for the bird I had, like made one call. That was it. And, and he came in because, so he came out 
in the field, we were on a field setup. So my buddy just missed. I'm on a field. Did I send you that order? I feel like I wrote yeah. an article. Yep, yep. He just missed. So we set up on a different part of the field and boom, turkey blows up, right? So I'm like, oh, sit down now. He's like, you know, Mike, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, get your stuff on and sit down. Like, it's right there, you know? So we fly home, we get in the brush. It ends up being a jagger bush, of course, you know? So we're in like, we're like, getting stuck. But we're both set up. And I don't know where he's going to come out. Just be ready. And he ends up coming out, walking behind, because he was right behind us. But he ended up walking down and came out like 75 yards to my left. So I go, he's on my side. I'm like, don't move, but he's on my side. He goes, all right. So I call one time. I, I can't remember if I used my slate or my mouth. No, it was my mouth call because he was out in the field. So he comes out all puffed up. I called one time. He put down, looked over at me, and then puffed up and started dancing. My buddy goes, what's he doing? Because he couldn't see me the way we were set up. I'm like, he's not coming in. Like, he's not going to come. I'm like, we're in a field. I called. He's all puffed up, gobbling like crazy. He wants us to come to him. He's not coming to us. We're not gonna. I'm like, no, we're not gonna shoot this bird. He's like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, just try to get in position to look at him, and then you know, at least you can be looking at the bird doing his dance, right? He's doing that. Two more come out, puffed up behind him. He looks right at the two that came out, put all his feathers down, dead sprint right at me because he wanted to beat them yep. to it, you know? Like, oh, there's some competition, yep. so they're either gonna fight or they're gonna try to beat him to it. And he, right. his feathers went down in a dead sprint right, yep. <laughs> right to me. Beard was swinging. He's running, thinking it's his day, and it was my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that situation, since you're setting up that quick, you're obviously not using the decoy. In no. that situation, do you ever use decoys? Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. Um, I usually don't though, because it, it's I like being more mobile. Right. Um, some people will tell you they'll, they shoot a bird every year. They sit in a blind, they set up the decoys, mm -hmm. and they sit there every day. Right. The turkey are going to come in. Yeah, I tried that last year. It didn't work out. Yeah, but. Quite so great. It depends on the situation. It. People right. do it all the time. And they kill a bird every year. And right. there's not, that's a good way to do it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and especially if you know that turkey are there, you know their pattern, you know they're going to come into that field. Why not? Yeah, right? it makes sense. Yeah. I don't have the patience for that. I like the run and gun thing. Man. Yeah, I yeah. learned the hard way last year that just sitting in a one or two spots on our property isn't it's there's too many variables yeah for, for that to happen <clears throat> to be successful so i'll be doing a little bit more of you know running down a little more mobile yeah uh, but i'm still going to be taking the decoys with me i like the idea of setting them up so that they're in for, at first light do it for enough years and um, doing yeah because well, I mean, <laughs> you I'll don't want to carry them i'll be carrying them <laughs> um, but you know for now at least yeah. but because uh, i have had them come into the decoys yeah you know, i've set them up and oh I've yeah we have too um, it's just, you know, I just, there's going to be some situations I might not. Another thing you'll be careful when you're like running and gunning like that, we always try to like, we have a certain path we take that ends up looping back where you came hmm. because we've walked out on the bird. You don't, they come in silent. Right. Yeah, and that's why people will be like, oh no, you sit there all day. Right. Right. Call every so often because they'll come, you know, and that's, and they will, but I'm not. I don't want to sit there all day. Like that, I just like turkey hunting this way. You know, it's right. the way I like to do it. So it's the way I'm. Gonna, it's not the perfect way. And neither is sitting there all day. That's not the perfect way. You know, you've probably missed birds because you haven't moved to to go get them. But if you call as you're going around, if you come back the way you came, um, you can end up running into a bird that was maybe following you. Mm, that, you know? That's a that's a good good tip there. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're having this conversation. I feel real confident this year because we have a lot of birds 
Uh, you feel real confident. Real confident. <laughs> uh, so, what's you have any go-to recipes? Where I'm going to say we're both going to get birds. You have any go-to recipes? Oh, I, I told you I made that uh, Steve's uh, breakfast sausage. Did you? I forgot to bring it in. Did you? Yeah, I didn't need it yet. You didn't need it yet. I didn't need it yet, but I made it. it. Okay. Yeah, and I have to. I got I have to eat it and bring some of it in. Which, which <clears> book <throat> is, is that out of for him? Is that a small game? I don't remember. I, I, I was watching it's his show. His one, right? It was on his show. Okay, so, so I hit pause and wrote it down. Okay, so I didn't buy your book, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're talking about Steve and <laughs> uh, and uh, you know his Steve show, uh, Meat Eater. I actually have all three of his cookbooks. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's in with my job. I've been able to incorporate and buy those. Um, but yeah, def- I I don't think it'd be in the big game. It shouldn't. It wouldn't be in the big game. It'd I mean, it's in, big game for Pennsylvania, right, but, but I don't think no. he'd consider it a big um, game. And it wouldn't be his new one, so it's probably. Probably that small game uh, cookbook. Yeah, but I'm definitely excited to hear how it that smelled really out good. For you, I bet it smelled really good. I bet. Uh, do you have any other like go-to something that you? Um, I do like turkey and biscuits. Like okay. I just try and keep it simple because, like wild bird isn't like a bird you're going no. to pick up at the store. No, you know, like not. you're not going to rip off the thigh of it and, no. and eat it for Thanksgiving no. dinner. It's very stringy in the thigh. Yeah. The best part of it is the is the breast. Mm-hmm. And again. People listen to this and go, no, you can use this, you can use that. It's just what I mean. Personal I, preference. I got that, and that's yeah. the way my life is. Like, I can't, like, take time to do different things. Mm-hmm. I rip out the breasts. That's the easiest thing for, for me to do, and I make, like, the turkey and biscuits out of the, okay. out of the breasts. That's one of my go-tos, or uh, deep frying it. Yeah. You know, if you want to use the whole bird, you know, deep frying it's a good yeah. way to go. But when you deep fry it, you got to know how to gut a turkey, too. Right. You know? Yeah, that's the, the only uh, turkey I've ever shot was in the fall. Uh, shot a hen, and um, that's my dad and I spent. I want to say it was like two and a half, three hours, defeathering yeah. the turkey, that's what plucking I mean. all that to, to keep the skin because we wanted to deep fry. If you want to deep fry, you have to. Keep and the skin it, don't get me wrong, it tasted great. Yeah, but boy, did that process suck. Yeah, so, uh, I, so I won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> I skin it. Yeah. I cut out both breasts. I put them in a the freezer to kill off whatever you got to kill off for yep. you know, month, two months, or whatever right. it's supposed to be, and then. Uh, I usually view the turkey and biscuits as a good way to go. A uh, friend of mine, and doing sort of mimicking that sort of deep fry, but uh, he decided to, you know, he doesn't want to pluck the bird. He's just going to skin it, take the breast out, the easiest way to get to the meat. So he cubes them up into about one inch cubes, yeah. and then um, batters them up, and then deep fries them. And it's oh, almost like, like bite size. it's almost like a little bite size piece good. of all. Oh, it was That'd awesome. Be good. That is, I am. I think that's why I'm trying. Then you don't gotta worry about them. You're not plucking the whole right. thing. You're not you know. doing anything. Because even when you deep fry the whole bird, who's eating the wild leg? You can't right. get nothing off of this. Right. It's yeah. like the forearms of the deer. Like yep. there's barely unless you like with that, you gotta like slow cook it. Right. And, you know. Yeah. So that I mean that's why I'm really trying to get a turkey this year because I want to try to do that myself. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, that does um, sound good. And I might do that. I so might do that now. The other thing that I'm gonna be doing. When I get this turkey, let's be confident, right? Uh, when I shoot this turkey. <laughs> uh, so I just spent the weekend making uh, stock out of pheasants. Oh, okay. so, yeah, I remember you saying uh, that. Whenever I shoot a pheasant, I just, you know, skin them, take everything off, uh, and then put them in a salt water bath just yeah. to draw out all the blood, all that stuff. Right. Uh, and then typically what I do is I just take off uh, the drumsticks and the thighs. Uh, and I keep those because I do like a sort of almost like a chicken wing type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I just take the the breast off on either side and then cube that up or you know whatever vacuum seal it. 
Well, this time, you know, and then normally I'd throw away the rest of them. This time I decided to keep them. So I had five birds, and uh, I actually made stock out of those pheasants. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I'm actually going to, when I shoot this turkey, confidence, uh, I'm going to make turkey stock out of it. Uh, I'm gonna try that. So it was a long process to make the stock. Yeah. It was about uh, five hours of cooking everything down. Right. Um, it, not too. It, it's you not just cook it down. Yeah. It's not. Right? It's not involved at all. I, it was literally two carrots. Another Stephen Ranella recipe. Uh, it was two carrots, two uh, ribs of celery, an onion, uh, some garlic, bay leaves, some spices, things like that, peppercorns, and then you know the bones. You just put them in water. You, I cooked them down for about five hours, I think I started with about yeah. five gallons of water. I ended up with just over a gallon of stock. Sounds like my maple syrup. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, which you, what, you just, did you yeah. finish the second I'm one? Done. Yeah, I'm done. done, I'm done for the season. And but so, for my first attempt. So how many gallons total did you start with? 45. And what did Which sounds like a lot, but when yeah. I was talking like people actually do this, people do like 200 a week. Oh, I'm sure, I'm like, sure. And that's yeah. just like recreational people. Yeah. That's not like yeah. selling it, that's like, their hobby, they do right. 200 gallons. So, so with your, how many gallons you say? 45. 45, what is that, what's that cooked down to? I think I got um, 140 ounces, I wanna say it was. I wrote it down, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I can do the math for you real quick if you really wanna know. Yeah, let's make the math teacher do the, do yeah. the math. Heck yeah, so what did I say, 45 gallons. Yep. Okay, 128 ounces in a gallon divided by 40, because it's 40 to one ratio. 144 ounces, see? That's pretty yeah, close. Yeah, you were pretty close. Yeah. That's, and that's about what I got. Okay. It was 140 something. So I did pretty good, according I, to what it's supposed to be. I did, I gave me a taste of yeah. the first batch and it was awesome. So yeah, some it's butter, pretty wild. Some buttery notes, some vanilla notes. I mean, that was, yeah. that was impressive. Um, it was, it was very good. Yeah, I didn't think um, it was gonna be go like that. Yeah, but I mean, both those, you know, doing the maple syrup, doing the stock, it's both not really a whole lot of intense effort, just right. time consuming, because it takes so it, long man. to but that's like, everything down. If that's like, you know, considered part of your hobby, like people, people don't do stuff anymore. No. Because everything else is more convenient. Right. But we got maple syrup in our fridge that we bought, not like the fake stuff, but like, you know, like real maple syrup right. that we bought. And mine's still mine's better than mine's one hundred percent better than that. Yeah. Like I know it is, yeah. and it probably tastes better just because I made it. Yeah, I mean that's. But uh, even even if even if that's what it takes mentally, like, why would I why why would I buy that? Right. It took me like zero effort to do this. I just put it over the propane thing, and yeah, it cost you however much you had to pay for a couple propane bottles. Yeah, that was it. That was it. You know, and you know, for teaching your son yep. how to. Do something for himself. Hammer trees and, and check you know, buckets. That's right. what he says. Yeah. Dad, hammer trees, check buckets. Getting them out in the woods. Right. You know, you're getting out outside. I mean, that's all. It, it's good stuff. You yeah. Know, to do that kind of thing, and that's where you know, that's where the good stuff comes in. Whenever Heck yeah. you know, we talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, I know and it is. It was. It was really good. I mean, any you know, any recipe that that you make that has venison from a deer that you shot, yeah. you know, it it tastes better. Heck yeah. To me. We just had venison stir fry last right. night. Right. And. I, honestly, I mean, when I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm eating that venison, I'm thinking about the hunts that caused that. You know, yeah. I mean, every, like right now I have a dough in a buck in my freezer, and on each one of those packages, 
it's either marked D Dope. or B. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't even have to mark the year anymore because it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Well, just in case, you know, how sometimes stuff gets like. Yeah, know, I'm pretty. Like I'm pretty good about yeah. digging through and making sure. But you know, it's. My wife doesn't like hearing that. We're eating. We're eating the venison stir fry last night, and I was like, you know, this is the this is the last because we I did do canned. Oh a yeah, can on deer meat a lot. I go, this is the last can of that buck. And she goes, you know, I don't like hearing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm sure you do too. I mean, I sit yeah. there as I'm taking spoonfuls or forkfuls yeah. of the meat. I'm I'm thinking about every, the whole season, not mm -hmm. even just you know the act of shooting that deer, but everything yeah. that went into it. Like I was thinking about that whenever um, I'm cooking down the the pheasant stock. Like I was thinking about the hunt and like watching my dogs go on point and seeing the birds go up and things like that like it just it's nice to be able to sort nice of process. reminisce about that whole mm -hmm. deal well you better keep reminiscing about that pheasant stock because i don't know if you're gonna make your turkey stock oh, man i can't deal with this bad juju <laughs> can't deal with the bad juju <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, you I don't go into it thinking i'm ever gonna kill one and i've only i've killed a couple it's dude it's tough man they make you look real stupid real fast. Oh, guaranteed within the first five minutes of daylight on, on opening day, I'm going to look real stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say to myself, why did I sit here? I should have sat. You learn, so, you learn so many lessons every time you turkey hunt. Like you, if you didn't learn something when you went out, you must have fell asleep because like every time you go out, you'll learn something about turkey. Any interaction you have with them because it's something different all the time. Like it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's like little, little things screw you the whole time. So is that your final take, or do you have uh, that little things screw you all the time with yeah. turkey season? Heck yeah, yeah, that's my final take. Like it's it's constant. <laughs> like once you think you have it figured out, you don't have it figured out. Like you know, yeah, it's crazy. I love it. That's why it's so much fun though, because it's different all the time. Like you know, I know where I know where these birds roost on the one hillside, and if we hear them there. If I hear them there on Friday night, that's where I go, and it's in the woods, like it's in, in a woods setup, not on a field, because I know when they come down where they walk, right? right? I hear them Friday night, I know that's where they go and walk. I set up there because they are not gonna walk down over because they just logged it out. It's too thick, like they don't like jumping up and down over stuff. So I hear them the one Friday night, perfect. Saturday morning, I'm gonna set up there. I'm sitting there pointing right at where they're supposed to come. I see them coming, and then they break down and go over where they logged out. It's like too thick, like where turkey don't even like to go. And that's what they do, you know? And, and I shot like two birds in a row there, you know, like the previous two years. I'm like, man, I got this thing figured out. It's just easy. Wake up, go shoot a bird, done. Nope. Once you get them figured out, they'll, they'll trick you. That's what's fun about it. And that's why I like taking people, and that's why I like talking about it. Right. Because it's fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun. I mean, I, I've been unsuccessful, but it, yeah. it is fun. I do have a good And time. anybody that you talk to that has shot a couple of birds, aren't they, like, obsessed with it? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. people are I, obsessed about turkey. I, I mean, I'm so close to the edge of being obsessed with it. Literally, all Shoot a bird and shooting a bird. And then it's going to be all out for me. Yeah. You know, or even miss a bird. You might, like, it's... I don't know if I miss a bird. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I might not come back to camp. I might just lay down in the woods and stay there forever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, here's my final take. When this is released, we'll have about two weeks or so until okay. turkey season starts. If you see birds and you're not hunting, don't call. Don't oh, use a turkey call. Man. Don't, don't, it, yeah, I, I understand. You use a turkey call, it gobbles back, it's fun. Here's the problem. Eventually they come in, and when that happens and they see you just standing in your backyard calling, 
now they decide to be real shy during the season. And it makes yeah. it, that happens every year yeah. up at our cabin. All our neighbors constantly, for, they've already started. They started last weekend and you can you just hear them. They're calling, they're calling, they're calling. And then all of a sudden one will gobble and then they don't stop calling. Yep. And by a half hour after daylight on the first day, they're all the birds up there are calling shy. Yeah. So. And because April is like the month where they're going nuts and yep. we don't get to yep. hunt until May. Right. Like April's the most fun for them gobbling, right. at least here in PA. And, uh, you know, but another thing that, that funny you mentioned about calling, just like, I remember I'm hunting with my brother. He was like on the other hill, but he could, we could kind of hear each other if we were calling or, if, you know, like we were set up. Well, there was a, a hen that was calling right, I mean, she was five yards away from me just and she was going nuts, you know, calling, clucking like doing it all and uh but she sounded so terrible like mm, terrible as in funny? as in like you would think that this is like somebody who first started calling turkey right. terrible well hour or so goes she left you know hour or so goes by my brother comes over he goes were you trying did you were you working a bird i'm like no why he goes good because you suck at calling if you do <laughs> i'm like dude i don't suck at calling that was a hen yeah like that was the real thing and yeah. he thinks that you know so just because if you think you're bad, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're, you're not. You might not necessarily be it, bad. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. you hear people like they make these sweet sounds. Yeah, calls which sounds great, stuff, but and it does sound great. And there are birds that sound like beautiful right. when you hear them, but there are birds that sound like crap too. Yeah. 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 Well, they talk about shock calls, shock gobbles all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You, I mean, it, I've been up at camp. I get to camp, open the door, get out of the truck, shut the, door, the truck door, yeah. and a, a turkey gobbles up on the hill. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just. It doesn't have to be. Well, that's why I carry a pro call and an out call. Right. You know, those are good locator ones mm -hmm. to use. I've know. never gotten the out call to work. Yeah, I've tried it a bunch of times, but I've yeah. never gotten that to work. But I've, I've had, I've had a buddy. I feel like the out call works like first light, first light, or right at dusk the night before. Yeah, yeah. And then the crow call I used during the yeah. When, I like the I had up. a buddy in his blind. He said he was calling. You know, no birds coming in. Whatever. All of a sudden, he decided he needed to cough, so he coughed real quiet. And a bird gobbled about 20 yards behind him. Yeah. <laughs> it just it came in silent, and it just that was the shock gobble from a cough, you yeah. know, type deal. So, yeah, don't worry about being too, yeah. too perfect with your call. No, you can't. And that'll do it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talking a little bit about spring turkey. I know that we really enjoyed talking about it. So much so that our conversation continued for another half hour or 45 minutes after we stopped recording. Uh, it's something that uh, really has no end in conversation. There's so many stories when it, that can be told when it comes to spring turkey hunting that uh, we could do this for hours. But we chose not to subject you to that. Uh, if you could, uh, please give us a rating and a review on your chosen listening platform. It'll definitely help us uh reach out and be able to educate and talk to more people about this hobby that I think we all sort of enjoy. Please join us next week. Uh, we have some real good uh, episodes lined up here for the next couple weeks as we have some important dates coming up in sort of the outdoor world uh, with Arbor Day and Earth Day coming up. Uh, I think we have some real good episodes already lined up and ready to go for that. So don't forget to join us again. As always, stay wild. Mm -hmm.